This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by Crave Jerky. It is made with tender gourmet cuts of meat and elevated yet simple all natural ingredients. Crave Jerky is a great source of protein that's low in fat and gluten free. Not to mention the range of flavors is bold and imaginative. I mean, they have sweet chipotle beef, black cherry barbecue pork, and chili lime beef. And I have, you know, in fact, tried these and they are delicious. I love to snack and I am impatient. And this is the perfect snack for someone on the go. Try one of Crave's bold, tender flavors like chili lime beef or black cherry barbecue pork. Go to CraveJerky.com and you can get 20% off your order when you use the code GRACE, G-R-A-C-E. Hi, Jack Ferry. Hi, Grace Albeck. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. I'm very excited. Ronnie Chang's here with us today. Yes. I've never met him before, and he was such a delight. It was very cool. I was also, to be honest, very nervous because he's a correspondent, a senior correspondent on The Daily Show. I know. It's very intimidating because I hold that show in such high regard. Same. I also think I'm quite dumb when it comes to politics. So being in the presence of someone whose job it is to be so informed makes me feel less than, to say the least. But I did audition for The Daily Show. I mentioned it in here in New York um, years and years ago when they were looking, when I think John Daly was still... Uh, host, John Stewart. I mean, John Stewart still yeah. hosting it. John Daly, yeah. another great comedian <laughs> who we should get on the podcast. Um, and yeah, it was a very interesting uh, audition process because they ask you to write basically a full segment because that's what these guys do is like right. they produce and write their own segments. Yep. And so you had to, which I'd never obviously had any real experience doing that, but to write a segment that felt fully represented who you were. Um, and what you could bring to like the table of, you know, diversity in topics that they, you know, talk about under the umbrella of politics and culture. Sure. And so I talked about if each member of, you know, the government were to be a real housewife, which one would they be and why? So were you, did you feel like an extra pressure knowing that like, if I do a good job on this, John Stewart is going to be watching it with a very critical eye judging it and me? Yeah. I was like. (laughs) Part of me was like, do I really want to do my best? This would be in this is an amazing show with yeah. amazingly intelligent and funny people. But then part of me was secretly like, I hope I don't get this because I'm going to like not do well on this show. Like, yeah. And so also I was trying to do a lot of research and I was even more ill-informed years ago. And I, you know, I didn't have a TV in my apartment. So I like hardly ever watched the show at the sure, time. Yeah. Uh, let alone like CNN or anything else. So everything was just like Googling online, everything. And uh, yeah, so I was like, I can't go. I really shouldn't go out of the spectrum of what I know because it's not going to, I know I'm going to fuck it up somehow. So just talk to what you know. And I dressed in my best like, business professional looking garb <laughs> right, like right. I was your an fa- intern your, at the White House or something your, f- your fake news personality outfit yeah yeah and you're in front of a green screen and they ask you what kind of graphics if you want any to like put up so oh, they wow. like they fully package a piece that they can present that's pretty cool yeah because it was also like a very quick auditioning process so they wanted everyone to right. come fully prepared and it was very nerve-wracking I was very sweaty but everyone I remember was very very nice and I very much did not get it at all. And it's <laughs> well, very much for the best. <laughs> what's, interesting, what's interesting too about that show is uh, after John Stewart left, there was like this like this like vacuum, mm-hmm. and then all of these shows came up, which I think is good because I think it's good that we're talking about politics even more. Like 
you could kind of I feel like the Daily Show, as great as it was when Jon Stewart was on, was kind of marginalized because it was just sort of like, oh, it's that one show on Comedy Central. Who fucking cares? Whereas now it's like there's John Oliver, there's Samantha B, there's Stephen Colbert on CBS. Mm-hmm. There's and and I feel like it's kind of cool that it's like expl- and of course the well, Daily Show Trevor Noah is still on. Yeah, and it made it just made talking and learning about politics cool for a young audience because I remember being in college I've never been a politically minded person but I also had no appetite for it because there was just nothing that spoke to me as a young person that wasn't like CNN or any of these things I I'm not absorbing the information because I don't find it I can't figure out how to it's just not interesting my brain won't take it in yeah and so I think the Daily Show was this like cornerstone of talking about politics in a real but funny way and making it entertainment yeah first and information at the same time which I think made it cool for people to want to learn about it yeah but even so I still think um that statistically young people are still like the worst in terms of like their record in voting like just actually going out and voting and um I read somewhere recently there was like if we can just increase the number of uh young people voting like people between the ages of like 18 and 30 yeah but by I, like five percent I think it would completely shift the the map don't hold me to this but I'm I thought there was some um uh, some reporting that like the voter registration or the voter turnout for young people was like higher than it's ever been. It this is year. now because we're all very, um, because there's activated. so many young advocates yes. that are screaming and putting it into people's ears and, yes. and letting people know that voting is a right and should be exercised and is easy to do. Cause I remember feeling yeah. you can do it in like two minutes. Oh yeah. I remember feeling completely confused. I'm generally not a very capable person. So the idea of like figuring out how to register the vote was to me like doing my taxes that I'm like, I don't even want to try and figure this out. You can do it on a website now. so easy. Yeah, it's so easy. Oh, we should put the uh, link in our description of the episodes to register to vote. Absolutely. We will will definitely do that. Yeah, if you guys haven't done it already, please go do that. It'll be in the description of this podcast. And I'll also say this, and this is something that I heard one of the activists from the March for Our Lives say, which is, if you're listening to this show and you're too young to vote, and um, you still want to contribute, something that is really helpful is just register a couple people or get them to register. Someone who wasn't registered to vote, get them to register. Mm -hmm. That's how you can be active. And I think even if you're just registering a couple of people, like if everyone does that, then uh, we're going to increase our turnout. And then that that could really shift the way um, we are being represented. I I also learned something else that was really interesting on another podcast I was listening to, Mm -hmm. which is you have to vote in Australia. Yeah. It's like the law. Yeah. I don't know why they don't do that here. And we should have talked to uh, Ronnie about it because he lived in Melbourne for 10 years. That's true. Yeah, We missed a goddamn opportunity. We did miss an opportunity. But I just think that as a concept, that's interesting because it was, I I heard David Sedaris was talking about it when he was on Mark Maron's podcast and he was like, um, he's like, I don't know that people are more well-informed necessarily. He's like, but the fact that you have to do it is sort of like, it it sort of makes you go, well, I got to. So I must like, I'll read something about who to vote for. Whereas if you don't have to, it's sort of like, well, I guess I don't need to. Cause you know, we all live busy lives, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think it's understandable why some people would be like, I don't want to take the time to like learn about the candidates locally. And like, that does feel like homework in like an already busy life. But if you had to, it's like, well, it's 
guilty of that or get like a ticket. Yeah. I'm uh, I guess I'll figure this out briefly and then and then show up at the ballot box. Well, hopefully with the climate of uh, the, of politics now, it is forcing more people to educate themselves. There are there are there is like an, an element now too of like, well, you will be shamed. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like I think if you like if you say like, oh, I didn't vote in the last election, everyone will look at you now and be like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, that's what I do to people. Yeah. I mentally shame them. I, yeah. I just squint <laughs> just and I wag my eye. finger <laughs> and I say, shame. It works. It works. Just putting that out there. Uh, also, you wanna, young people shame people into registering. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to either register them to vote, and if they don't want to do it, just a little quick shame finger at them. <laughs> See how that goes for you. Okay. Without further ado, here's Ronnie Chang on this episode of Not Too Deep. Not, not too deep with Grace Halbeck. Today's episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by our buddies at ZipRecruiter. Hiring used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes. It's a confusing review process. But today, hiring can be easy. And you only have to go to one place to get it done, ZipRecruiter.com slash grace. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 over one hundred of the web's leading job boards and scans thousands of thousands of resumes to people to find people with the right experience to apply. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so that you never miss a great catch. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. This is they they do everything for you is basically what I'm getting at. With results like that, it's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is the highest rated hiring site in America. And right now, my beautiful listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. You guessed it, ZipRecruiter.com slash grace. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash grace, G-R-A-C-E, ZipRecruiter.com slash grace. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Not too deep. This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by Carbon 38. If you guys know me, you know I take comfort in my fashion over anything. And Carbon 38 asks the question, can your workout clothes double as your outfit for a night out or even for work? Yes. The answer is yes. Carbon 38 is a luxury activewear and ready-to-wear brand designed by and for the modern woman. That's me. They have transitioned effortlessly from studio to street, from workout to weekend, with a wide variety of pieces, including leggings, sports bras, swimsuits, sweaters, shoes, and dresses, which is basically my entire wardrobe. And their best-selling Takara legging, which I got sent to me, is a amazing it has a cult following it's sold out three times somehow i was able to get a pair of the shiny black ones that look like i'm wearing like cool pleather responsible pants out for the night but psych i'm wearing leggings they're available in 11 different colors so they can go with any outfit the the takara leggings fabric creates a leather look like i said but it's comfortable it's breathable and it highlights your legs in all the right places and if it's out of stock, you can select your size and sign up for a notification when it's back in stock. And don't worry, returns are free within the U.S. So Carbon38.com offers new arrivals from top brands every day. And right now, my listeners can receive 20% off your order by going to Carbon38.com and using my code GRACE, G-R-A-C-E. That's Carbon38.com, promo code GRACE for 20% off your purchase. 
Uh, we're here with Ronnie Chang. Yay. Yay. Thanks Thank for having me. Thank you for being here. No um, I was watching, uh, I like social media stalked you out. Obviously. Thank you. Thanks for stalking me. It's there for, <laughs> it's there for yeah, that's well, what it's there for. Here's my stalked. fascination because you're a stand up and an actor and a writer and a performer, all of this stuff. And what is your relationship with social media? I fucking hate it. Really? I hate that shit. Yeah. It's got to feel stressful, right? Because you probably need to like maintain some yeah. relationship with it because yeah. of the work on The Daily Show and that kind of stuff. I have a very love-hate relationship with it right now. Yeah. I'm, I, my current evolution of it is, I mean, that I'm trying to pretend I'm too cool for school. <laughs> Where I use it, but I use it in the like very obscure. Yeah, like, no, you, I've watched your uh, Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like he throws in you yeah, know crazy yeah. rich Asians promo yeah. because you know that's a good thing to do. But yeah. then it's just a random photo. Yeah, of, yeah. That's out of context and doesn't make much yeah. sense. Yeah, and no caption. No, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to go very like uh, uh, what's the word? Um, not postmodern, but very like obscure with sure. the, like esoteric. Yeah, esoteric. I'm going. Yeah. Best. I'm trying to do yeah. the esoteric thing and pretending I don't care about it. It's working. Uh, oh, so that's the impression yeah, you got. That that was my good, yeah. I was like, I'm curious to hear if this is him trying yeah, or if yeah, this yeah. is him not trying. It's like I'm I'm trying to not try is really good, what that's it is. Good. Yeah. That's good. I it's think a conscious decision to be like that because it's so it's so like man, you get caught up in it and it then gets overwhelming. At, at some point you you're like, what, what am I doing? Yeah, I don't know. So mm -hmm. and, and Twitter is such a hateful place, like oh, you, yeah. you have to not take it seriously, you know? Yeah. And then at, at that point you have to be like, well, then why, why am I even on it? Yeah. And then and, so you have well, a whole existential yeah. crisis with yourself about like where yeah. your value lies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's and my day. So, so my, my whole thing now is like, uh, I, and also if the Russian bots, mm -hmm. like most of the hair on the internet isn't even coming from humans. Yeah. And so true. what are we doing? Like what? Arguing with computers. Yeah. Well, yeah. arguing computers. And, 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 and so my, the whole thing of Twitter now is like, is basically fuck you, Twitter. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will, I, as in the, the platform, not, right. not people on it. I just right. fuck, fuck this platform is dumb and, uh, I'll continue using it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in an abusive relationship job. with the internet, basically. Yes. That's what it sounds like. Uh, yeah, but I need it for my job. I mean, that's the yeah. honest truth. Like if it, it is for my job, cause my job is to, um, do stand-up comedy and for mm -hmm. that I need to like advertise shows and get people come yeah, out. Yeah, and so it's that's, also, yeah. I mean, for material, you have to kind of like see what people are talking about because yes, but when you construct your segments on The Daily Show, which mm -hmm. are fantastic, by the way, yeah, I just so watched much. the chickens segment, yeah, which yeah. made me angry and lol at the same time. So thank, thank you. Thank you <laughs> uh, for watching. Where, how do you start to generate your ideas for the segments? Because is the system there that you pitch your ideas for segments and then they kind of green light which ones that they think are good for the show or do they kind of come to you with ideas to help develop? Yeah, so the the stories will very naturally be in the Z guys. Mm -hmm. uh, so in the morning meeting, we'll, we'll try to figure out what the stories of that day are. Mm -hmm. And it'll, usually it's pretty obvious. Usually there'll be like three or four very obvious stories. Sure. That, you know, and then we'll, mm -hmm. we'll bring it down to one or two. And then... Uh, additionally, there'll be stories that are out of the Z guys, for example, the chicken thing, mm -hmm. which, which will pop up on someone's radar or my own radar and people will pitch it. They'll either pitch it with me in mind or they'll pitch it to a room and then I'll get assigned to it or I'll pitch it for myself. Sometimes uh -huh. I pitch for other people. Oh, so there's cool. no real, there's no real oh, cool. kind of formula. Yeah. That's and nice. It's, it's very collegiate and it's very much a team 
effort like to do it. Yeah, it yeah. feels like you're all working together. That's a great system instead of like fighting against each other yeah, to yeah. get the head of a story or something. Yeah, yeah, it's very collegiate. You know, it's it's comedy. Like, oh yeah. my god, what are we doing? If we're, <laughs> like, how can you do it with so much hate? It's comedy. You yeah, know, like that's true. Trying to make people laugh. How has working on the Daily Show changed your stand up? Oh, yeah. that's a great question. Um, yeah, I think so. I, I, I started on the Daily Show two years ago mm-hmm. um, when I was uh, just hitting 30. Mm-hmm. So I was already like, man, without sounding too wanky, like I was, <laughs> I was already like, like maturing as a person and I, I could feel my comedy also changing a little bit. Sure. But then I moved to America uh-huh. at the same time. So I had to adjust for that. So uh, like- Did you move from Australia? Yeah, I moved here from Australia. Yeah. So I was already kind of like in flux with my, my I don't, don't get too technical with it, but like yeah. point of view and the voice and my sense of humor and topics I was and how I was talking about topics. So I was already changing. So the Daily Show kind of made me more like- um, more honestly it made me think more about what i was trying to say that's that's one oh, thing that's we do cool. at the daily show a lot is like, like really hone in on your voice yeah yeah like what, what are you trying to say like this yeah. is a joke but okay but what what is what are you trying to say What's with this joke here? yeah and oh that's interesting that's yeah. a cool way to frame creating yeah. comedy yeah yeah what are you trying to say like because previously yeah. it was all just like man just make these make these people laugh yeah yeah. Make these- yeah but that's a great framework to like create a full segment yeah to yeah. have like kind of an essay like beginning middle and yeah, end yeah, to yeah. a piece yeah what are you trying to say yeah what were the topics that you started out doing like in most of your stand-up that have since been either like discarded or have evolved into like oh. a better version of themselves yeah that's also that's a great question uh, uh th- i always find it's curious and sometimes embarrassing for stand-ups to talk about the things that they first thought were so funny yeah 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 but that's the thing man people you know people are we have different uh points of view at different stages of our life mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. senses of humor so obviously you're gonna mature as a person and obviously your comedy will mature with you sure. i mean it, that's that that's normal and natural so i mean I, don't, I mean i was probably making more dick jokes when i started maybe oh, yeah. maybe i can't, uh, it's pretty close right now even now that I think about it. <laughs> like, actually, I, I, mean, actually I was making less dick jokes when i started <laughs> um also but, I, I also never talked about politics when i started comedy really? yeah i never i was not oh interesting i kind of avoided the whole thing because i i was like oh this yeah, I I always felt like um, I was trying to give people a, an escape from that shit, and also I always felt like I wasn't smart enough to discuss any of that with any kind of authority. So I just avoided that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. no, that's interesting. I feel that way a lot. I try to avoid talking about politics a lot, yeah. even though right now it feels unavoidable. Yeah, you, unfortunately. Unfortunately, exactly. Yeah. Um, and now your career is to talk about. But, it yeah, so now I do it for a job now. It's awful. <laughs> but you must get. I'm sure you get a lot of messages online. For better or for worse, of people that are loving, like, the representation of, you know, Asians in politics on TV and in comedy. Uh, How has that response been? Is it weird? Is it cool? Is it overwhelming? Yeah, it's been been cool. uh, Because that's the thing. I'm not... Uh, man, you want to get into Asian American issues? That's a whole, man, oh. that's a whole library of issues. Like, so, so I mean, because I'm not Asian American, right. so, so when I first joined the show, I think there was like a, the, I, I think they, the community was like they didn't really know how to, they were waiting to see. Oh, interesting. You, you know what I mean, it, it was like, who, what's this going to be? Is yeah. this going to be? 
making us all look bad because he's a foreigner or sure. is it going to be is he going to speak up for us or there was a there was an element of like oh cool as a chinese guy but he's from asia oh and what, so it was like know, a hesitation there, yeah there, i think there was a little bit but and then the other thing is that you know the american asian community is not a monolith mm-hmm. so there's all these different types of asians right. and we we say asian american whoever coined that term like was trying to create a a powerful voting block, I guess, but oh. it doesn't adequately describe. It's Cambodians, Vietnamese, right, right, Thais, right. Chinese people, Japanese people, Koreans. Like we're all very different, and we right. all we usually don't get along. That's the truth. Yeah. Is that we're all very different communities yeah. with very different values. So already there, you have inbuilt like um, you know inbuilt disagreements already. Sure. Um, added to the fact that everyone obviously is also an individual and all that mm-hmm. so um, it, when I first joined the show I think there was an element of like wanting to see how it would go and mm-hmm. you know it's weird like it again with Asian Americans there's two competing narratives of like are, are we supposed to promote Asian culture in America or are we saying we're not Asian, we're American? Stop calling us Asian. And those are two com- con- contradictory mm-hmm. narratives. You, yeah. c- you can't resolve that. You, that you, you can't square that away. If you're trying to push both, it'll, at one at some point it's gonna, gonna yeah, cl- clash. Yeah. So um, that's another layer, you know, to navigate. Yeah. Because so the, the the way that would manifest would be like this story. Like, oh, why didn't you talk about Asian people in this story? You know, and then mm. if you talk about Asians, it's like, why are you always talk about Asian people? Why can't you, you know? So, so you can't win. Oh, yeah, man. you really can't win. That's why uh, you know that that's 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 Twitter. That's the fact. Yeah, that's Twitter <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah. a nutshell. Yeah. You can't win no matter how good your mm-hmm. intentions are. Yeah. So you the the truth is you just have to um uh tell authentic stories mm-hmm. and you have to trust your own internal kind of um uh ability to tell stories and, and yeah. your, your own taste yeah so hopefully you have Trust good yourself. taste yeah because otherwise if you if you start writing comedy and telling stories by committee it's mm-hmm. like that's that's a recipe for yeah you know disaster yeah, yeah um when was the first time in your mind that you thought you were funny and was there oh, a man. first person that you <laughs> still, I still don't still I'm still yeah <laughs> <laughs> I honestly I'm still like what, what? well was there someone because you studied law right yeah yeah and so the... you made like a transition from law to comedy yeah was there like uh, not to like discount this in any way, but was, was there like a comedy coming out experience that you had? Did you tell someone that you're like, I want to? No, I pursue- just I saw people do stand up in college. Uh-huh. When I was, when I was at law school. Law school in Australia is undergraduate, so I was an undergraduate okay. law student. So I was watching people do stand up, and I was like, oh, I think I could do that. Yeah. And I told my friends, like, hey, I'm going to try to do that, and they were like, you better not do that because you suck. <laughs> yeah. They were like, don't do that. You're gonna. You're, Those are it's good gonna friends. Be, yeah. They were like, you're gonna be terrible. Don't do it. You know. <laughs> And I was like, oh, I think I can, you know, I'll yeah. give it a try. So I just tried it and then it, it kind of worked out. So That's yeah. great. And you've traveled and done comedy basically everywhere, it seems like. Yeah, I think most places. Yeah, because when you're not from, wait, like, uh, in Australia, it's a fest- comedy festival circuit. Right, yes. So we do comedy festivals like, you know, Edinburgh, mm-hmm. uh, M- Melbourne, Sydney. But like we do, that's how we do it. We don't really do comedy by comedy clubs. Yeah, it's not Th- like there are comedy clubs. Scene. No, there is open mic scene. But okay. the way the comedy industry works in Australia is that it kind of, everything kind of centers around the comedy festival. Got it, got it, yeah. got it. It's hard to explain, but everyone there does like an hour. Got you it. Know. Oh yeah, no, that makes, that makes sense. That's why Nanette came out of there because that's the kind of format we do. Yeah. You know, Hannah, Hannah Gatsby's Australian. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know her really well. What did, uh, you, what did you think of that special? Yeah, it was great. It's I still 
haven't seen it. I've heard wait, nothing wait. but amazing things about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I grew up watching Chris Lilly and think that he's oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah, and yeah. His character work is just Jamee. I love so much. Right, right, right. I want to be yeah. friends with her, but I also don't want to be friends. <laughs> right, I think right, that's right. a sign of a that's true cool success. That, that's cool that he's entered. Um, yeah, he's he's blown up so big, Chris Lilly. Yeah, field. well, yeah. your show that you have coming out, well, it has yeah. co- been out in Australia. It's yeah, now yeah. coming here. Yeah. Are you, I mean, by the time this airs, it'll be out already. Oh, it's sure. coming out okay. in August. Okay. So are you worried about the translation of it at all? Uh, yeah, I was, but there's nothing I can do about it. So whatever. I think, I think again, I think uh, with storytelling, I think authenticity resonates. Uh-huh. So I think you can tell niche stories and people get behind it if the authenticity is there. And I think this story in particular is, is uh, comes from a very authentic place. It's yeah, a true, it's based it's, it's on what, your life. Yeah, it's what I experienced in law school. So I think that people get behind it and people aren't dumb, man. They get they get yeah. like, oh, it's it's like, uh, it's it's set in Australian University. Mm-hmm. We're all uh, Asian law students studying in in, in university. Yeah. Like, people get it. Like it, I, I think people get With, it. I don't know. Okay, without giving too much away, do you have a favorite episode? Yeah, we can give the whole thing away. Oh, if you oh, want. Yeah, it's yeah. been out. It's, it, it was out in Australia and the UK like last uh, yeah, year. That's so. true. Yeah, so, so it's so, not debuting. Yeah, people are probably pirating it already. I mean, hopefully they're pirating it. Because yeah, it's a sign it. of something desirable. Yeah, go check out BitTorrent, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite right. episode or favorite yeah. scene? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm pretty happy with all all the episodes, um, lots of cool. Uh, man, how, how am I gonna <laughs> choose your favorite yeah, child? Choose your favorite yeah, one. Literally. Yeah. Well, that's I, a I mean, sign I, of a good show if you're proud of the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the pilot was probably the 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 one where it was. It, in hindsight, mm-hmm. the, the pilot was probably. I, fuck, I, I don't even know how to like quote unquote the weakest episode in some ways because sure. we're still learning how to tell the we're still learning what the world was. Right, we're learning how to tell that story. The we, tone, the pace, yeah. And all of that. You have yeah. to set up the world and tell a story. So I mean, I I love the pilot, but I think the pilot's actually the you know uh, in hindsight the weakest one as it should be because right. we get better yeah. telling it and we we figure out what what we liked and what we didn't like. You mm-hmm. know. Um. Anyway, so I think the second episode is probably one of my favorites. You know, there's there's a lot of layers in there with colonialism and uh, Americans and Australians oh, and then wow. there's like a, a, a reference to uh, Apocalypse Now at the end so <laughs> yeah check it cool. out yeah um, it's pretty yeah that's it, super exciting yeah there's also an episode where Asian people play sports and is and we're, we're more good at it <laughs> which I like uh-huh. yeah there's also an episode with um, like computer viruses and all, so I don't know I, there's a lot of stuff in there there's a, there's a Power Rangers uh, like homage in there there's a there's a bubble tea sequence um, these are all great selling points yeah yeah I, I, there's a lot of stuff in there that I like I thought it was a lot of fun yeah. that's great yeah. uh, okay if you had to request to be in a pre-existing franchise to act in yeah. it, what would you want to oh, be in that's nice <laughs> Dude, that's that's a good one. It's a tough question. Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah. really? Love Mission Impossible. I could do. I haven't I, seen I'm, the new one. It's great. I, I went to the uh, premiere like last week. Oh, cool! It's awesome. I heard that. Yeah, he like broke his ankle because he had to learn how to fly his own helicopter. Uh, that's a, that, I love how that story became that because it, it, it's actually he jumped across a roof and broke his foot. Oh, okay. And then he flew a helicopter and put it into like a death spin by himself. Apparently, yeah, Whoa, I saw like, that because before yeah. I went to Jurassic World and they have 
10 hours of previews before the movie right. starts. And then they give you, when the previews you think are done, all of a sudden an exclusive sneak peek yeah. behind the scene. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, and it shows that he wanted to learn how to like fly the helicopter himself so it wasn't like a green screened thing yeah. at all. Yeah. What's crazy is he also did like that halo jump, which is like extremely dangerous where right. you like jump from like a super high altitude where it's like low oxygen. And then I found out later that... Um, when he filmed that movie, he was five years older yes. than Wilford Brimley was when he did Cocoon. Wow. Who's like well, the old a... dude in Cocoon. No, no. I mean, if you want to keep it in universe, he's <laughs> he's five years younger than John Voight in Mission Impossible 1. What? Who was playing <laughs> the old crazy. guy. That's crazy. Yes, so, I know. You know what I mean? Mission Impossible 1, the old, wow. the worn out old wow. retiring dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Tom Cruise is like... I think just five years away from that. That's crazy. I mean, he's going to live forever. Yeah. I he's mean, just like, he's, he's going to be a spry that. 90 year old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's very well kept. Yeah. Henry Cavill's in it as well. Henry Cavill's great. I love oh, Henry Cavill. Cool. What's cool about that franchise, too, is it's like, it's it's an ongoing franchise. All the movies are pretty good. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have like the toxic fan base of oh, some like, major point. franchises. That's a good point. Yeah. I don't think it has. It, I don't think it does. Yeah. You, people might might dismiss it or hate it but it's not toxic the way like not, Star Wars is toxic yeah, yeah like, they're yeah. not angry at it it <laughs> yeah, doesn't like, seem like they're yeah. just like they avoid yeah. it if they're not interested yeah. in and it they, and there actually is a lot of artistry first of all the the, the new one uh -huh. shot beautifully very elegant oh, it's cool. a cool story good acting um beautiful stunt work camera work is crazy like if you if you are remotely interested in behind the camera yeah uh, the technical aspects of it the way they zoom in on cars during a car chase scene, they'll zoom in cool. and out and go around. And like, you're wondering, how did they film this? You know, yeah, like, no, stuff like that, you know? Um, it's insane. Yeah. But also, the there's a there's almost like an art house element to it because every, every I think with exception of two of them, so six movies, all of them had like different directors yeah. filming oh, it. So they all have different vibes. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Like the, the, I can't remember who did the first one. It was, was like Brian De Palma. Yeah. Brian mm -hmm. De Palma did the first one. And then, and by the way, I, I actually love the first one a lot. Like, yeah. It's my favorite one until this one. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Because it, the, the first one was kind of like a, it was more of like actual a mystery than an actual action movie. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? It was like yeah, a, it's a mind bender. Yeah. It's a, it's a, um, Mystery film disguised as an action film, I feel, yeah. because it got like no elements to it. And all. But but the the second one was John Woo. Yeah. And so very oh, different yeah. vibe, very different vibe. And the third one, you know, so they all have different feels. Like it's kind of like a cool little. So um, when you get cast in the seventh one. Oh, right. What kind of <laughs> Chinese character? intelligence, Chinese intelligence, okay. of, of course. Yeah, yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. I think that can happen. I hope yeah, it can happen. Let's, let's Tom tweet. Cruise is a huge fan of the podcast. I'll join Scientology so. right now. Oh, man. You've already <laughs> joined by being here. Yeah. Oh, this is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, we, yeah. we haven't taken You're out the E-meters right yet. Now. We're saving all the tapes. Oh, so this is the Odyssey? Yeah. Dude, that's so Westworld. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I know. No, well, imagine that. you're talking to two AIs, so we're all good. Yeah. No, imagine that mm -hmm. you go for a, pod, a podcast actually is an auditing session. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't think about it too much because then I'm going to get sad and anxious. Um, but is there has there been anyone uh, either on The Daily Show that you've like totally fanboyed out about or anyone in just like being in the entertainment industry that you've been at a party or a premiere that you're like, oh my God, they're here. I'm going to embarrass myself if I talk to them. Uh, Yeah, I... I I try not to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you gotta. Yeah, I I try to stay professional. I have definitely internally fanboyed a lot, but you, you yeah. So um, the only dude I've actually asked for a photo uh -huh. 
was uh, Cory Booker of all people. Really? Yeah, he's oh, the only cool. he's the only one of everybody who. And he's I, like the nicest guy. I nicest hear. dude. Yeah. So uh, uh, lots of people I admire. Like Bill Gates came in once. Um, uh, uh, Ti, I love Ti. Was there yesterday? Uh, <laughs> That's quite a spectrum. <laughs> yeah, Bill Gates, Ti. Um, I think we had. Um, uh, oh man, who's the guy in Black Panther? Um, that guy. Oh. Yeah, Bosman was there. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, lots of people. Uh, Bill Clinton came in once. Oh. Uh, I think we had Hillary Clinton. We had um, lots of big names, but I. Uh, Try to yeah. Try to stay professional with it. I I use I open for because I'm I'm a stand up. I started in stand up, yeah. so for me that's the, you know I I geek out the most with stand ups, and so you know I got to open for Bill Burr in oh, Australia cool. once. Oh, I got cool. to open for Dave Chappelle, <gasps> and both those guys. This is before I moved to America. Yeah. So I was in Australia, and both times those guys were guys where I you know like you just go in the green room and yeah. like you just try to be professional and not ask for photos and not fucking be annoying right, and like right, give, right. Them, give space them space and, yeah, yeah and not be up in the grill the whole time and all that yeah. so I, I kind of come from that that's why I yeah that um, makes sense that's why, I have, uh, that's why you work in why the industry that's why my Instagram <laughs> sucks because I, I don't have photos of all these people because I'm just like uh. <laughs> no that's good you have mental memories yeah. of these people because don't you feel it's a little bit like you're trying to like take oh, something I'm from you know what I mean so like, the only person I ever like got a photo with was Taylor Swift she right. was my Cory Booker right, and right. so that was um Right. Yeah, that was an, and it took me a long time to build myself up to that. Yeah. But I also feel like I'm being like cheesy or cringy yeah. or like bothering someone. Exactly. And uh, that's my worst fear is like that I, someone would think I'm bothering them yeah. or yeah. feel bothered by exactly. me. Exactly. Or, or they feel like, like you're just trying to use them to get, you yes. know, improve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that they're just yeah. some asset for you to, to do. Yeah. yeah but, totally get it. Like I, when I opened for Chappelle at night, we were after shows, Chappelle's after show parties are crazy. And then it, we were in Australia, in mm -hmm. Adelaide. And the this particular after show party, uh, Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole were touring Australia at the time. So they're both at this Wow. Uh, we're at this small club in Australia. Cool. Yeah. They're a small club. So Kendrick Lamar's right, right next to me and all <laughs> oh, that. And, man. But and the whole time you're like, oh man, I really want to ask for a photo. But yeah. I was like, oh, I don't want to be that guy. Like it's just be very... cool in this thing. And yeah. I, I kind of regret not because at that time, that was 2014 or something. He was just wow. blowing up. But, yeah, you know, sure. Um, but anyway. But, I, but yeah. you did the right thing. You're a gentleman. I, I think so. I mean, you don't want to, yeah. Um, do you have any guilty pleasure TV that you watch? Yeah, a million dollar listing New York. Great show. <gasps> really? Million dollar listing New York. One has won Emmys. Yeah, no. Those I, guys. Yeah. I watched it. It's fa I mean, that's I'm a Bravo head right. like crazy. Right. But that's the one franchise I haven't fully gotten behind. Yeah, yo. Uh, it's that and Below Deck are not like right. there for me. My boyfriend's obsessed with Below Deck. That's the only reality show he right. watches, which pisses me off because I'm like, <laughs> you pick the shittiest one. Watch. <laughs> but okay, why that one? I think I don't know combination. It might be a combination of age. Me and my wife love watching it well, together. Well, you also live in New York. Yeah, and that, I think that too. Living in New York and... Yeah. You know what a million dollars can't buy you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Wait, did you watch... Because who's the um, who's the main... Frederick. Yeah. Who, Longberg. He works yeah. with Bethany too. Did you watch their like spin-off series? Oh, yeah. Them? They spun off into something else. Yeah. yeah Those guys are just killing it on Bravo. They're yeah. doing it. Yeah, I think Ed, Frederick has like a song... He yeah, he's like, a, no, he made this weird song. Like, that's like, you know, yeah. you know, like when, when there's like a, a novelty song that can yes. hit the top 10. Oh yeah. yeah Don't yeah, be tardy yeah. for the party. Yeah. Stuff like the that. The Kim Zolciak Summer Slam. It yeah, was yeah, great. Yeah. Back in the day, uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> exactly. Really put her on the map. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah. And oh, uh, Countess Luann Deliceps, Real Housewives of New York. Uh, you can't buy class. Well, a lot of Housewives of New York here from you. You oh. know, the whole. Oh, I know disto- too disco- much. It's, uh, it's occupying too much space in my brain. <laughs> I should remove that and learn more about politics. But no, that's all there for me. Uh, You're probably more fun learning about that than learning about politics right now. If they presented politics the way they present Real Housewives, I think I would hold on to more information about it. Do you know, they they started doing that though. Like, do you watch the circus on Showtime? Oh, no. Anyway, the circus on Showtime, they started doing news like a drama. So it's shot and oh. it feels like House of Cards. This is but it's ooh. the news. It's a weekly show. It's it's the news. It's reporters. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I see well, that. This was, you know, actually a little fun fact about Grace Helbig. I auditioned for The Daily Show when I lived in New York. Oh, and, you auditioned? Yeah, uh-huh. and you had to come with a segment that you prepared yeah. and deliver it. And my segment was comparing the um, people in the White House to Real Housewives. You can see why that's I didn't good. get cast. No, that's on the good. Show. That's yeah. exactly a connection to make. That's good. I was just trying to hit my because the, they were looking for females to come yeah. on like five years ago, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it was still during the Obama years then. Yeah, and it was like I. It was just a very last minute thing because uh. they were just like bringing in every comedian girl in New York to come and do something, and it was just like <sighs> very right. stressful but fun. So many memes. Yay. <laughs> um, okay, crazy rich Asians. Yes, ma'am. This is coming out. Well, it'll be out by the time this airs. Yes. How was that filming experience? And you get to play like a total douchebag, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That must have been fun. Yeah, it was super fun. Uh, to be honest, very little acting with that <laughs> stuff. Yeah. You're like, like they didn't give me scripts. They just let me they go. They just go. Yeah, just go. Was there yeah. any improv- improvisation or anything yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, John, yeah. Oh. John, the director, John Chu, let me um, make it my own a little bit. Be mainly because I can't act, so there's lo- <laughs> lots of lines like I'm like, oh, I could, I, I would say it this way, is it okay? And they're like, yeah, go for it. That's great. So we, yeah, yeah, we had Jimmy O Yang on a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah, I just, I just, I just, I and he was, um, yeah, he was saying how great of an experience it was. That it was yeah. just so fun to be on set. That everyone yeah. was having a great time. So everyone was so fun. We still keep a WhatsApp group. You know, we were oh, going. Oh, that's really sweet. We, anytime we're in the same city, we meet up. Oh, oh, that's cool. It's a real family. I don't know what, it's probably a function of age and race, but like, because I've got nothing to compare it to. That's my yeah, first well, movie that's... project. So I'm like, oh, I guess oh, it's always is? this fun. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And people are like, no, it's never this fun. And then it's like, <laughs> and, yeah, because we're all like 30 old, like Asian people in Asia, like yeah. in show business. So we all just like, we, there's certain things that we just, understood and mm-hmm. uh, apparently and they the more experienced actors had never been on a cast like that where everyone was kind of like so much on the same page so right. we, we would go at night we would go eat you know all, all, because in Southeast Asia Singapore Malaysia one the biggest thing to do is go eat that's what we yeah, do yeah. so we go eat you know we'll, like, we'll all order stuff and just share it that's great and then we go for karaoke after that like it was just super super Asian shit that just, sounds like yeah. a full party the whole time yeah it was pretty much I mean that's uh, awesome yeah, yeah. and it seems like everyone's very proud of the film too I you've so. seen it obviously yeah yeah, yeah yeah I saw it for the first time last week actually I was oh, really? very late to see it yeah and what'd you think it's great I think it's great there it's, you go yeah, That's I mean, a great review. It's great. Yeah, go watch it. It's um, uh, mutually independent sources with no investment in the outcome have told me that it was good. So I there you go. Yeah, awesome. I, 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 I trusted them. And then, review yeah, get. it's a it's a it's a it's a fun rom com, you know, yeah. and it's it somehow manages to be Asian without being heavy handed about it. You know, like yeah. they show the culture without like. Um, 
explaining everything, you know, like yeah. they didn't have to explain it. it it's hard it's to authentic. Yeah, it, it, it was very authentic. It's a Singaporean story shot on location in Singapore. Yeah, where Singapore is like a character in the film. How long were you guys there for? Uh, two months, I think. About oh wow, two months. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm from there, so I I got to see my grandparents, hang on my parents. Oh, yeah, great. my parents live there. Did oh, that's they cool. come to set at all? They didn't come to set, no. Okay, but we. Yeah. How does family feel about what you do? Uh, I think they're okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure, yeah. <laughs> like I don't talk to them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not they sure. I, I think that they, they, I think they weren't disappointed when you switched from law to comedy. Uh, no, I didn't tell them. I just <laughs> did it. Yeah. As far as they know, you're still. I'm still law. I'm still practicing in uh, New York attorney. right now. Yeah, yeah. you're yeah. doing it. Practicing like, like on uh, that the like Judge Judy. Like it's oh yeah, a t- you're yeah. Judge Judy now. You're taking over for her. Yeah. God, that's the dream job though. Really, if you're in law at all. Yeah, probably our future Supreme Court justice. Yeah, yeah. I, she. Uh, yeah, I heard the other day too that she makes like a billion dollars a year or something. She probably. She, and she works like three months a year and then has the rest of the year off. They yeah. just like block That's shoot. That's the all life, man. God mm. bless. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to get a bunch of internet questions for you, Ronnie. Thank you. If you will be so gracious sure. as to answer them for us. We'll be right back with Ronnie Chang on Not Too Deep. Sorry if I seem a little sleepy today, Grace. Why? You feel uncaffeinated? Yeah, because you know my day doesn't start until I get my morning energy boost. I'm talking about coffee. (laughs) Okay, look, I'm not sleepy. I had a cafe monster. Mm -hmm. I am awake. I was just lying to get us into this ad. Here we go. So there's a new way to enjoy your daily cup of joe, and it is thanks to Cafe Monster. Yeah, it's available in vanilla mocha and salted caramel. Cafe Monster is shaking up the ready-to-drink coffee category with indulgent gourmet coffee that's only 190 calories. Not to mention, it's got 150 milligrams of caffeine from coffee beans. It's got B vitamins and coffee fruit extract. I'll take it. Yeah, Cafe Monster offers a simplified energy blend blend that contains a third less sugar than the leading national brand. In fact, it's a hundred fewer calories per bottle than the competition, but you'd never know it by tasting it. It is quite indulgent. Instead, you get all the same feel and flavor as your local coffee house, and you don't have to wait in line to get it. Thank God. Yeah, and, oh. it, and these are really tasty. Like, they Truly. send us a giant, uh, like, pallet full of these drinks. They, I, I got a full shipment. Yes. It was like a, the full backload of a truck dumped out of my house, and it was glorious. Yeah, and so now we are very caffeinated. So and thank you. Good. <laughs> thank you, Cafe Monster. Chill it down, shake it up, and enjoy. This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by FabFitFun. FabFitFun's fall box is here. FabFitFun is a seasonable subscription box delivered four times a year with full-size fashion, beauty, home, fitness, and wellness products for just $49.99 a box. These are full-size products. There's no sample sizes of anything, and their fall box includes, get ready for this, two Glam Glow bubble sheet masks, a beauty blender, a simply whimsical set of two tea towels, and Skin & Co. Roma Blue in Capri shower gel, and more. Sorry to tease you, but there's so much more. I love FabFitFun. I think it's a great way to experience products that you might not be able to find on your own and really test them out and get the full, like I said, sizes of them. There's no sample sizing at all whatsoever, and we're not size shaming in any way, shape, or form. So sign up for FabFitFun today to get your fall box. The FabFitFun fall box is limited supply, and these boxes are always sold out. So use my code GRACE, G-R-A-C-E, to get $10 off your first box. Go to FabFitFun.com to sign up and start getting the box for a life well-lived. Use promo code GRACE to get $10 off your first box 
And just so you know, it's over $200 worth of products for only $39.99. Go to fabfitfun.com and use my code GRACE to get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. And we're back. Okay, uh, we're going to get into some internet questions. Before we do, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every guest that's on the podcast. Sure. And the first is, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> damn. Oh, man, I'm blocking out. Because I, be I try a, not to hold on to anger, so I'm blocking well, it could out. be That's, also celebratory. <laughs> Oh, that's... It doesn't necessarily... It's entirely up to you, your intentions behind throw it. Throw spaghetti at. Cold spaghetti. Damn. Yeah. I'm, I'm having a... Because I... Yeah, I, there's so many people I hate, but I try to forget about it, so... There you go. Well, we can come back to this. Yeah, if you can wanna, we come back to it? I think course. it's... Yeah. Okay, the I other question... I answer it right. No, I get it. It's an important, like, yeah. life-changing question. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want the course of your life to change yeah. for the worse because I don't of it. get it wrong. Uh, okay, the other question I ask every single guest on the podcast is to tell us your worst pants shitting story. But you can only, or like close call, but you can only use three words or three small phrases. So mine is college jogging front lawn. <laughs> <sighs> Jesus. Yeah, I know. That's what I was said. <laughs> uh, did you, did you? Clean it up. Did you feel it coming? Oh, obviously you felt it. Oh, well, uh, too late. I was like (laughs) 10 miles away from my home. And so, and like in the woods. So it was. Wow, this is an interesting point. So people, everyone has shat their pants. No, that's what I've learned by asking this question is that, and that's why we also have added like close call or like pissing your pants. Right. Because. Not everyone has shat their pants. Turns I would say out, like one in ten. One in don't ten have ha- a story. don't have a story. Okay. Or they're just pretending they don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But okay. the thing is, it's not embarrassing because most of us have done it. So school bus. <laughs> school bus. You yeah. use three words. School school bus bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No follow up yeah. questions. <laughs> and also. Uh, you'd be surprised to know that a lot of our stories involve a school bus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot so, of commutes to school. I think that age, you're very you're overconfident with your bowel movement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're not in touch but with your body. But you're not actually in touch with it, yeah. But. Yeah, and you're also like, I, I'm afraid to like ask to leave a bus in some situation oh, or ask right, right. for like permission to have, like to go somewhere. Mm. Okay, let's get into these internet questions. Mm-hmm. Um, Amanda Johnson wants to know, who was your favorite teacher and why? This could be either like a school teacher or I would say even like someone that's given you really good advice in your career. Yeah, I hated everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's why I'm like this right now. Maybe oh. I didn't, maybe that's why I'm like that. I didn't have a good school teacher. Uh, oh. I had like, oh yeah, I recently went back to, uh, I went to school in Singapore. Uh-huh. I went back to my junior college, which is, I guess, the equivalent of high school. Okay. Is where you go just before college. Okay. And uh, I did my A levels there for two years and I met my old like form teacher. Mr. Tan and he's um uh very he was young at the time and he uh-huh. still looks super young and oh, yeah? he was really cool like he was a cool guy he was uh you know by Singapore standards <laughs> yeah it's pretty because Singapore teachers get really strict like, oh, like they, so they cane kind of, you like in, yeah yeah, yeah so uh he was really cool he never caned anyone he was like he was That's young great. so he, was, he seemed pretty hip he's like very progressive yeah he's also very smart you That's know cool. yeah so see I, there you go you had a good teacher I did yeah <laughs> and I me- I messaged him to because I shot this little like you know go back to where you came from documentary uh-huh. like with Australian television to see where I went to school yeah so he and he appeared on it he came in and appeared That's on awesome. it yeah he's very nice yeah. did he say anything like how proud he was of you he said he remembered he said something he, he was very he, he said hey do you want me to 
be on this thing. I said, do it and say whatever you want. Yeah. No, I'm not going to be honest. You don't be, be nice honest. about it. Yeah. yeah, don't be don't be nice. Just be completely honest. He goes, I'm going to be completely honest. I'm like, I want you to be completely honest. Yeah. And so he said, you know, he said the good and the bad, which yeah. is good. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can people watch this? Is this available for them to see? Uh, it is, but uh, because it's on Australian television, no one will ever watch it. But, All right, but, there you go. But you can if you look it up. I mean, it's Julia Zamero's uh, Home Delivery. Oh, I think that's what it's called. Very cool. Yeah, home delivery on ABC in Australia. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, okay, Gar- Garrett Odin wants to know, what's your favorite food that you know you shouldn't have but eat anyways? Oh, I don't eat it anymore, but it's Chakwetel. It's you what? Go, Chakwetel. It's, it's, it's Singaporean stuff. Oh, shout, out, okay. shout out any Singaporeans, Malaysians listening. What yeah. kind of food is it? It's, uh, it? it's like, first of all, I've never found it done correctly anywhere near correctly outside of Singapore Malaysia yeah. so you can only eat it there and it's like uh, think of like flat noodles like just walk stir fried with like black sauce and like literally lard I think they just throw lard in there oh wow and then sounds um, like a great hangover food yeah it's awesome it's the best oh. you can't find you get they only and there's egg and then there's like uh, yeah. bean sprouts and it's delicious yeah. that sounds good yeah sounds- I, I'll show you a photo right now and I mean I don't know if we have time for I just want to make you guys. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 a, I'm a very big proponent of good food. Yeah, have you so. found any places in the states that are like your go-to recommendation spots oh, for anyone dude, looking do for you like wanna, authentic? Okay, I'm just I'm just gonna show you. This is what I do whenever I find a cool place. I mark it down on Google Maps. Yeah. This is like my map of. First of all, I I got it worldwide, but I, no one no one on the podcast can see this. But this is Holy my map. Holy moly! Okay, yeah. so you can't see this, but it literally looks There's like, like if you look at fifty dots on the on the <laughs> island of Manhattan. Yeah. But it's also that looks like a a map of like where bed bugs are. In <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I, that was my big butt map. Yeah. So. <laughs> and my food. I want to share my food map. But uh, Chao Kui Tiao, um, uh, so I'm, guys, I, I have a website about food. You do? So just, yeah. What's so the I'm, website? I'm, I'm, I'm okay with anything.com. Oh. I am okay with anything.com. And I'm, I'm working on this other website for, to basically put the list online. That's like, awesome. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. people would love these recommendations. Yeah, yeah. I'm all about that stuff, man. So. No, Jimmy was too. He gave, yeah. Brooks is my boyfriend, he gave Brooks and I a recommendation when we were in Boston for yeah, a hot oh, pot. And it was yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm uh, so I, I I mark down all my favorite spots on Google Maps. Yeah. When someone recommends something, I mark it down. That's and great. And the, the idea is like whenever you're out and about and you yeah. want to find something to eat, you can see what's near you and just go try it out. That's yeah. perfect. Oh yeah. my god! Um, I'm just looking at photos of really great looking noodles. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. Down. Are you gonna do a book? This feels like a very book friendly oh, thing. Maybe yeah. I, I I thought of it more as a website. So like what happened? Yeah. So what happened was in in Mel. I I lived in Melbourne, Australia for ten years, yeah. and I would compile list of uh all the cool places to eat in Melbourne. Yeah. Or- organized according to. Brunch, lunch, dinner, dessert, and late night. Sorry, it was mm-hmm. like brunch and lunch, yeah, and then dinner, and then late night, mm-hmm. and then dessert, and uh, organized according to price range as well. So like ten wow. to twenty, fifteen to twenty-five, wow, thirty dollars. How do we so, hook you up with a web developer so you can get, make this into an app? Oh, by this the way, this is a, that's also another interesting story. But mm-hmm. so so I um I had this list. I'll email it to comics who are visiting. Melbourne. Oh, oh that's, that's cool. Yeah, Very kept, thoughtful of Yeah, you. and I kept emailing it and then eventually I just went, you know, whatever. I just made a website. So I made a website for it so people could just go there. So my list was on there. Oh, so cool. So that's why, yeah, I'm all the recommendations. And then I hired someone off Reddit to develop the 
website for it. Yeah. And this guy was fucking insane. So do not hire a freelancer. <laughs> I was like, that seems off like of a Reddit? Yeah. Off of Reddit. Shocking. There, yeah. yeah, there is an 80% okay. chance they'll murder you. Got it. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, and it, it's crazy. You yeah. never learn, you know, you, how would you know that unless you tried? Unless you tried, yeah. yeah. You know, if you Google um, uh, freelancers hiring hitmen to kill clients, <gasps> it's a thing in America, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah like uh, it mostly occurs with contractors. Wow. Like like home renovation yeah. people will hire hitmen to kill their client. What? Yeah, yeah. Just Google it. It's wow. crazy. crazy. Okay. We you have to come back on another episode and we gotta talk through that. <laughs> yeah, that that's a whole story. But but basically on Reddit, be careful for you. Yeah, yeah. As usual. Okay. Uh, it's a cautionary tale. It's a cautionary tale. <laughs> and yeah, just be careful who you hire because uh over promise, under deliver, and hitmen. Wow. Uh, thing. Yeah. All wow. right. Good to know. Jeez. You know, I stay up Reddit for the most part because that to me is a very um right. angry website but even more reason cool Uh, okay Kevin Ramache wants to know who real person or fictional character do you do the best impression of (laughs) (laughs) man I'm really bad at accents so I man I can't have you ever tried to do impressions like in your stand up I did I tried to do um no no in stand up no no okay no in stand up no um man who can I do I can't do any I'm really bad at (laughs) Can you at least do Trump? Most comedians Trump, can at least do like, the, uh, the current president right. of the United States. <laughs> right. Um, fake news is dominating our country. I can't do it. I can't even do good. it right. Yeah. It's not bad. I think it's um, great. I, and maybe I'm too not self-conscious with it, but apparently my this accent, the like this Asian accent is the worst to try to do other accents. Oh. It's the hardest. For me to do another accent is actually like supposedly way harder than uh, like Australian is the broadest so -hmm. Australian accent can do other accents very easily British American but if you have like this Asian English accent like apparently it's the hardest to try to do other accents I saw a little clip online with you and Trevor Noah in between scenes on the Daily Show of him explaining to the audience like behind the scenes that this accent that you have is not fake yeah yeah people i guess assume that when you started on the show right right. which must have been fun to be like no this is part of me yeah (laughs) how are you telling me i'm making this up right um okay kate mary skakin wants to know if you could choose your age forever what age would you choose and why Mm. oh easy that's easy 30 right 30 30 i think 30 is cool yeah i'm with you 32 is even cool i think 33 is cool I think like, 35 is cool. I think that anything more is bad. 30s. Any, okay. Yeah. So 35 is going to be when you max out. <laughs> when I, yeah. Got when it. When I max out. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, the older you get, the more. I'm, I'm, I'm actually really happy not being 20 anymore. Isn't that the fun? I'm 32. Yeah. And so I'm I 32 also, too. Wait, you're born in 1985? Yeah. This is our time. I know. I feel. This is our time. Yeah. I feel really good about it. There was a hesitation turning 30. And then when I turned no. 30, there was a relief almost of right. like, cool. Sure. I, you start caring less about things. Yeah, which yeah. is very, very freeing. I mean, I look, I wouldn't know. You would know better than me. I, I think it's different for men and women. Sure. Though, though in terms of like whatever. Societal standards, yeah, et cetera. Societal, beauty, skin yeah. doing crazy things. Things. Yeah, so that stuff sucks. I and I can't speak to that at all. But I I do think that thirty two is like the like it's cool. It's yeah. like you're you're young enough to still give a fuck and yeah. know what is cool. You can still rage. Yeah, but you're but you're <laughs> but, <it hurts> a <laughs> bit. but you're old enough. You you have enough experience to execute properly now. Uh-huh. Execute plans properly. Yeah, That's you're not a total idiot. 
idiot. No, two tall fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah. I mean, I'm just a little bit of an idiot enough that I still relate yeah. to people in their 20s. <laughs> but you bridge the gap, I think, yeah. between millennials and like, uh, what's the generation? What's Gen their parents? X. X. Oh. Gen X. Gen Baby X. boomers yeah. is our parents, yeah. but X is the previous generation. Yeah. And I actually think that there's that after the global financial crisis in 2009, which here I think you call the Great Recession, mm-hmm. a lot of middle management got fired. And so there's a huge gap between Gen X and uh, our generation. Oh, there should have been a middle. There should have been a... Something in between? There should have been like people in their 40s. Oh. To, to to navigate that and that, that that's missing and that's why there's so much that's my a theory anyway that's why there's so much like um whoa disconnect. conspiracy theory yeah there's a disconnect between yeah, it, culturally say, a disconnect yeah. yeah there majorly is yeah uh that's interesting yeah. sorry I, I was just thinking about it a lot yeah. uh Okay. I mean, you touched on this a little bit, but um, Kelsey Littleton wants to know, how was it playing a douche in Crazy Rich Asians? It was easy. It was super <laughs> easy. Yeah. It was very cool. Like, it was fun. It was fun because you're just a huge dick. Just be a huge dick. Without any consequence. <laughs> Without any consequence. And, and also, I, I was shooting with... Um, the, the film with Singaporean actors. Uh-huh. And these oh, are, with extras and everything. No, right? no, or, actors, the actors, oh, were yeah. Part, yeah, they were part of the main cast. Yeah. And these are actors who I grew up watching. Oh, wow. So oh. imagine like growing up watching, I don't know, like Family Matters or who, what, whatever. The Olsons. You know, Olsons or Seinfeld or whatever yeah. it is. And then suddenly, you know, you're in a scene with someone you grew up watching That's and you're being nuts. a dick to them. <laughs> it, it, it's That's hilarious. It's a little bit of a yeah. mindfuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I love all the Singaporean actors. Pierre Pong, Fiona Seer, uh, Amy Chung, um, Janice, all these people. Like, I grew up watching them on screen. That's so, so cool. Yeah. And and uh, so the... Uh, it was very, it was very fun to play it, and it was that, that. That's also the reason why I was pushing to be on the movie because I'm like, yo, I know these people, I know this character, yeah. I know this world. You're like, yeah. I'm a dick. I'm a huge Let dick. Me I can do, do it. This. Yeah. I can yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is Nelly says, uh, if you could ask Trump any question, what would it be? Oh man. Let's say if you could ask him like a really stupid question, nothing that's gonna like, nothing that you would want to ask from like Daily Show point of view, I guess. Yeah. Like the silliest question. Oh, the silliest question. Yeah. Or most embarrassing for him on like a personal level. God damn. That one question only? Yeah, one question. That he has to answer honestly. That he has to answer honestly. Yeah, that he actually can't avoid. Yeah. I'm trying to think because my first instinct is to ask him like, you know you're doing a bad job, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, but he would be like, no, I'm doing a great job. So I, I don't even yeah, know how he to Yeah, he'd be like, I'm, doing, I'm like one of the greatest presidents of all yeah. time. Uh, I, I think I would ask, um, which parent loved you less? <laughs> 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 like, which parent did That's you really question. want more love from that you didn't get? Uh, I would say both parents loved me a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it's amazing how much they love me. It's just a house of love. Greatest love of all Great time, some might say. Yeah. Books have been written about the love we share. Yeah. Movies. Yeah. Uh, okay, a lot of people are asking about your craziest experience working on The Daily Show. Is there a craziest segment or experience. a moment that comes to mind? There's a lot. I mean, yeah, there's a lot. I, I, I got to in- interview Nazis that I got to interview like a white supremacist who I could I, I wasn't smart enough to Jeez. to get him so we we couldn't even use it. So really? there you go. Yeah. Um wow. I was uh what else did we do? We were like running through oh, I recently had to like talk to uh 
Yeah, ride a mo- motorcycle like in a full suit. You had to actually ride a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. Did you know how to ride a motorcycle? No, mo- no. <laughs> Wait, yeah. so how did that go down? Yeah, it's not great. Um, <laughs> uh, in New York? No, no, it was in uh, okay. Texas. Yeah. I was gonna say if you don't know how to ride a motorcycle, <laughs> one, and then they put you on the streets of New York. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's still, terrifying. Yeah, man, craziest experience. I mean, that sounds pretty crazy. I mean, <laughs> have there any been any like safety measure weird experiences? Like, uh. No, usually when it's crazy, crazy, like a convention, mm-hmm. a Republican convention. Yeah. Those <laughs> crazy, sound- crazy. Uh, we we have security. So, okay. yeah. I mean, you feel a false sense of like security because they're there. Yeah. False in that like they're there and they definitely know what they're doing. But at the same time, it's like if you shit s- went down. Like, anything oh, could yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah. That's nuts. Um, so you were at the Republican convention. Yeah, it was at Republican and Democratic. And it was only it was only weird in so far. It, like we thought it would be weirder than it was. Actually, wasn't that weird. The only sure. moderately dangerous thing was that there was a lot of like Second Amendment people there with Assault rifles. And I think this was Cleveland or the other place. I can't remember where the Republican one was. But anyway, they were in this state where you could open carry. And so it was just a lot of firepower. Because there was the police, there was those guys. So that was the only reason why it was weird. But it wasn't, you know. That's unnerving. Yeah, it was just unnerving. It wasn't that nothing happened. No one threw anything. It was just like, man, this is a lot of firepower in one. In real life. Yeah, to be around. In one area. Yeah. And it feels like uh, the slightest thing that it goes off. Is gonna set off a domino effect. Yeah, it could be very strange. Yeah, it's scary. Sorry, I'm. I'm so. I wish I could answer this better. I kind of block out a lot of. No, no worries. I mean, I, I was gonna ask earlier about yeah. like your travel experiences. I always love to hear, especially comics that are on the road a lot. Yeah, and yeah. for you traveling, is have you had a weird airplane experience? Have you had a weird um, travel? I scenario? think the the craziest thing I had in America was I took a lift, like a lift, lift, L Y, yeah, lift from Delaware to Philadelphia. Oh, uh, really? through, through a long? snow it was like a four hour wow. ride through like a, sno- a snowstorm to get a flight to go to <laughs> Vancouver and that guy was a hero wow yeah, because so, yeah you had that I mean that's four hours with one single yeah. person wow. yeah. how was that it, it, I was very thankful because I, I was supposed to fly from Delaware to Vancouver uh-huh. or Delaware to Philadelphia Philadelphia to Vancouver, wherever it was I was supposed to go to Vancouver right and uh, that there was a snowstorm that closed off the eastern seaboard so Philadelphia was the first one to open wow and I had to get to some shows and there were like big shows in, in Vancouver for just for laughs like theater shows yeah yeah and um, it was just me like for one hour so it wasn't like I was doing 15 minutes it was like my right, one hour right, show right. And so I was trying to get there and uh, I saw that the flights leaving Philadelphia were going. Uh And this was like 2 a.m. I was in Delaware doing a show at University of Delaware. Uh And so I was like, how do I get from Delaware to Philadelphia? All the flights are closed and the trains are closed. So I was like, oh, I'll just try Lyft. And then I scheduled a Lyft at like 2 a.m. And when you schedule a Lyft, apparently the driver can see your destination. You know oh, what so mean? they can decide. Okay. So they, they decide, but I didn't know that at the time. I just scheduled it, and then okay. someone showed up, and I was like, "Yo, I'm going to Philadelphia. Is that okay?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I saw it already." Yeah. I know because that's the that's thing that you crazy. don't want to like wow. spring it on them. Yeah. all of a sudden. and if he said no, I wouldn't have blamed right. Like, because yeah. right, of, of course, why would you want to drive to Philadelphia? But anyway, he drove. 2 a.m. We drove through the night through snowstorms, so he had to like detour around bridges. Yeah, holy wow. shit! And he got me there, and I was like, "Oh my god, you're amazing!" You know, he's a hero. And I, 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 I tweeted live. I was like, "Yo, this guy, take care of this guy. This guy's like yeah. a hero." And they were like, "Oh yeah, we always love hearing great stories." So shout out that guy. Did you guys get to know each other on the ride? I imagine kind of, but we were both like, you know, like I think we were very similar people. He was very friendly. He's much friendlier than I am. But <laughs> but at the same time, we weren't like you know, we didn't like bond or anything. Right? Like, yeah, so you're, <laughs> you're not. You didn't add him to your WhatsApp. 
Snapchat. Uh, right. Or yeah. So, but he was super nice, and he was yeah. Um, that's amazing. Shout out to him. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just emotionally unavailable. But I didn't bond with him. But <laughs> but he, yeah, we had a great time. And yeah. Because you didn't bond with your Lyft driver. Yeah, you I don't know. Maybe I'm now, now making me think that maybe I should have been no, closer. That's what I prefer. I was down at San Diego yeah. Comic-Con uh, over the weekend and I had to come back and the trains were delayed. But I like had to be back. And so I was like in my head contemplating just calling an Uber to drive from San Diego to L.A. But then I didn't because... My second thought was, oh, I'm going to have to spend a long time in a car with just a stranger. Yeah, so what's right. my? I guess I'll take this alternative of just waiting longer with a bunch of strangers. Oh. It's just to me, I'm like, <laughs> I want to know it's OK. I put my headphones on. I don't. Oh, yeah. It's not that I don't want to talk to you. I just kind of no, want to. You can do that in a lift. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I've only taken a lift once before and the guy was like you can sit up front because he was no, like trying no, to be no. cool and casual no. it was just in LA like right. and because I, I drove to a party and then left my car there and like yeah. took an Uber home and then it was like Lyft was new in LA yeah, yeah. so I called the Lyft and the guy was just like shaggy hair like fun loving dude was just like yeah you can sit up front and I was like I don't know if this is not okay okay it's right. like 10 a.m. the next day and so I was like I'm just driving back to my car it's like five minutes away and then we drive and then he, I was like oh shit He's like, what's up? I was like, my car got towed. Like, my car wasn't there anymore. And he was just like, oh, damn. So, and then we sat in silence for like 30 seconds. <laughs> just like, didn't know what to do. And wow. I was like, I guess, can you take me back to my house? And so then I never, I only stuck with Uber after that. It's like, <laughs> I'm blaming this Lyft experience on this. Uh, okay, Melita Kenda wants to know, uh, who was your favorite person to collab with? Favorite person to collaborate with? Oh, they're not gay. Yeah, that yeah, they guy. are. <laughs> this one, yeah. they want to know. I guess because uh, you've collabed in so many different ways with people. Yeah. That I, who is the, who's the favorite like person? Let's say in stand up that you've like opened for or like best experience in that world. I mean, I know you talked about it a little bit. Yeah, Bill. I mean, Bill Burr is kind of like a hero of mine, so it was really cool to meet him, and he asked me. To open, for, is that bothering anybody with the no? It's Our mics are pretty up. like. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah it, it can't actually pick up that. Cool. Much. Someone's someone's knocking in case. <laughs> yes. in, in case this pot makes it to the podcast, so I'm just wondering. Um, the uh, yeah, he. I remember what happened was I was just doing shows in in Australia, uh, doing stand up. I was mm -hmm. maybe I was maybe five years into stand up. Okay, and he. I, I did a Montreal set in 2012, 2013. I did Just for Laughs. Uh -huh. It made it to TV, I guess. You never know. It's so, you know, right. it's that in Canada. Right, that festival, yeah. Yeah. And um, one day I, this was so, I did that in 2013. And then uh -huh. one day in 2014 or 2015, it must have been 2014, uh, I get a message from, on Facebook, uh, from Bill Burr. And it's like a picture of a car. Yeah, it's, so you're like, like, who is this, like, yeah. spam account? Yeah, so he was like, hey, Ronnie, uh, you know, uh, this is Bill Burr here. I saw your set. I just want to say, you know, I thought it was very funny. Hopefully you get a chance to work together. And, then I, and I was looking, I was like, oh, there's no way this, this is. This can't be real. Yeah, some, some, you know, someone's yeah, pranking yeah. me. Or, and I was like, yeah, sure. I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and then um, 
I but then I was like, you know what? I can't like I'm such a fan of his like I can live with being pranked. I can't yeah. live with telling him to go fucking. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, um, thanks so much. Uh, I actually live in Australia, so I don't know if I'll ever actually get to work with you ever. But it's very nice of you message me. Uh, hopefully, I do see you yeah. sometime. And then he replied like, oh, I'm actually touring Australia next year. I'd love for you to be on the show. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, you know, I was like, yeah, of course. Sure, I, I didn't yeah, think it was like, actually him. Yeah, not right. like low expectations. Yeah, and then a year passed and then he messaged me like, hey, I'm, can you be on the show? And I'm like, yeah, 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 I can be on the shows. And so the whole time I'm like, I think I'm getting catfished here. Yeah, right? exactly. I'm, I'm going to get murdered. That someone's going to pull up in that car <laughs> yeah. on the photo and kidnap you. Yeah, yeah. So I showed up at the show, the theater. And uh -huh. until I met him, I still didn't believe like he actually asked me to. Right, you're so still... So I'm walking in. I'm like, really? And I met him. I was like, oh, cool. And he's super down-to-earth guy. And that's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that was a cool kind of All via moment. Facebook. Wow. Yeah. So look, and social that's media why... is helping you out sometimes. Yeah, and that's, that's the only reason I keep it. Because you need it for work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never know when your idol is going to message you hey great job man there you go that I think that's it, yeah. the best piece of advice you can give yeah. young stand up starting out yeah. just keep your Facebook open yeah. for those potential catfishes <laughs> yeah. sometimes they turn out okay yeah um, zero one percent of the time it's actually the real guy <laughs> Ronnie we're reaching the end of the podcast thank you so much for being this here this is all fun thanks for talking to me of you guys course. are the best um, where can people find you find everything you're doing find the new Comedy Central show yeah uh, so I guess it's it's Dave, it's uh, the pilot is airing on August 13th uh, on the app. And then we have one week where the whole series is on the app, but before the paywall. So you don't have to log in. You can binge the oh, whole series for oh, one nice. week. I think it's like 21st of August or something. That's, that's awesome. Uh, RonnieChang.com, obviously. Great. And, uh, and, your food, and your food blog. Oh, it's also like it, there's a link to it, but the food. I'm I'm reworking it, so cool. it's yeah. a work in progress. It's a work so in progress. Just check in yeah. from here, here and there. The Melbourne one is there. I'm I'm okay with anything.com, but the the global one I'm still working on. So. Cool. Because uh, because of the uh, as I mentioned before, Reddit and Hitman and yeah. freelancers. Oh, so is the uh, Reddit so. Hitman guy? The, you see the guy you would throw cold spaghetti at? Oh yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But then he probably hire Hitman to come. Yeah. Yeah, he probably retaliate a little bit more harmfully. Yeah. Um, also. So we give every guest that's on our podcast um, a Yay. personalized fortune cookie. Thank you. Yeah, it's everyone's the, fortune cookie, right? This isn't some racial. No, thing. no, no, oh, cool. no. Absolutely. Literally, every single person gets a fortune cookie, and it's Thank personalized. You. If you want to uh, open it and read the fortune, right now, uh, sure. Cool. I can't eat gluten or sugar. Don't but worry, I, these you are don't not, actually have to eat. They're also not. We steam them open to put in our personalized right. fortune. Yeah, so I would recommend not, you not eating it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually just joking. I can't eat it. But <laughs> Thank you, crazy. Okay, here's the my fortune. Yeah. I open the cookie. It says crazy rich Asian comes out August 15th in the US and everyone should go see it whoa you weren't even trying to plug because you're just reading what the cookie says but no one will really believe you damn wow. this fortune is on the nose yeah <laughs> weird how that works out it's so weird that's man man this is great tie into the movie by the way there we go yo the universe provides <laughs> no I'm saying they should do this with fortune cookies the, uh, you can we're, we're allowing you to take that idea yeah let them go let, let them know it. talking about monetizing podcasts this is it that's it <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. it that's the future of grassroots Dude, marketing I gotta like tell them to put that shit in imagine <laughs> you open a fortune cookie and it's like promoting the movie you could make them for so cheap and have them in so many restaurants across so many countries just saying so uh well thank you ronnie for being here thank you for go check out me. everything that he's doing and make sure you tune into the daily show because you're popping up there all the time yeah thanks so much of course we'll yeah. see you guys next see time guys. on another episode of not too deep goodbye too deep too deep too deep, too deep. Not, too not too deep, deep. with grace helbig 
Cafe Monster is shaking up the ready-to-drink coffee category with indulgent gourmet coffee that is only 190 calories, and it's available in vanilla, mocha, and salted caramel with 150 milligrams of caffeine from coffee beans, B vitamins, and coffee fruit extract in every bottle. Cafe Monster offers a simplified energy blend that contains a third less sugar than the leading national brand. But you still get the same feel and flavor of your local coffee house. We've tried it. It's delicious. We've said it before. We'll say it again. God bless you, Cafe Monster. Chill it down, shake it up, and enjoy. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated. Produced and directed by Jack Ferry. Producer Melissa D. Mons. With writing by Diane Kang. Audio support by Chris Henry. Editing by Melissa D. Mons. And an extra special thank you to Flula for the theme music. (laughs) 